Hello, moms and wonderful entrepreneurs. So today I sit down with Joy, and she is a mom and Christian life coach. And her goal is to help women struggling with the chaos of divorce. Um, so she works to facilitate self-growth by helping women identify core challenges and setbacks. So I really wanted to chat with Joy just about her story because the emotions and of of a divorce and dealing with all of that mental stuff and then, you know, turning that into a business to help other women is kind of an incredible thing. And so the theme throughout our conversation, uh, I think it really comes down to no matter what challenges you face, no matter what hardships you go through, you have a story to share. And that story can help someone else. So whatever that may be, um, you know, how can your story be of service to somebody else? So I really hope that you enjoy the conversation. Well, welcome to the show, Joy. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. Thanks for having me. My name is Joy Bartholomew, and um, I am a divorce coach. I help women navigate the drama of the divorce and kind of rebuilding their lives afterwards. Um, the name of my business is Divorce Confidant. And uh, it all started, obviously, after my separation and divorce. And I realized that there was this space that just wasn't being um, that wasn't in the world there to help women who are going through all of the dramas, um, helping them to co-parent, deal with exes, helping them as single moms. So I really wanted to step in and just, um, be a little bit of, uh, of an assistance in that area. So how many kids do you have? I have two. They're both teenagers. One's off to college. Now the other one's going to be a senior in high school. Oh, wow. So you're almost, almost empty nest. <laughs> almost another year. Yes. That's great. So now did you homeschool your kids or have? No, I didn't. They were in the public school. I just didn't feel that that was my calling. I love my friends who do homeschool, but um, I just didn't think it was for me. Understandable. Um, so what did you do before you became a life coach? So I'm finishing up a 30 year career right now with a local police department. Oh, wow. So I've been, yeah. So I've obviously worked outside of the home <laughs> and, um, it's, uh, it, it's been really a journey, especially with the kids and, uh, everything that's, that's happened, but you know, it's, it's really been a fun journey with them. Okay. So the your um, divorce confidant has been um, kind of on the side at the moment, or I guess more of a side hustle then? So yeah, it's, I retire this year, uh, okay. later this year. So I had started the business about two, three years ago. Okay. And so now I'm just stepping into it more full time. That is like uh, such a great way to do it because you kind of have the cushion of a retirement. <laughs> 
so that you can actually build, really build what you want without necessarily um, some of that uh, fear that can come with just suddenly having to start a business. Right, exactly. There, there's this a nice little overlap and a little segue right into the next chapter. That is great. So tell us, I guess, uh, share with us more about your journey into this, because uh, when you're talking about divorce and things like that, this is a very hard topic, especially because you are in your biography, you are a Christian life coach as well. So that kind of adds a layer, another layer of difficulty to the topic. So just share your story. How did you take this very hard situation and bring uh, something amazing out of it? You really turned it into something that is going to be uh, fulfilling for you. So tell us like about your journey of going from hard situation to something beautiful. Um, so what I found was going through my divorce, you know, there was the separation. Um, I found that there was a really low point afterwards. My girlfriends were great, but I really found that I got disconnected from the church, um, that I didn't walk in the doors for about a year. It just really was this time of separation. Um, but I finally got my feet back under me. I finally got into a good space. Um, I went and got my yoga teacher certification. Uh, I really just was able to come out on that other side, but it took a solid year to get things into a normal space. And that's when I decided to go into coaching was to add that health coaching into my yoga clients. And from there, I just kind of grew that out and kind of took this other path that I saw that there was really a need in the life coaching and really helping divorced women. So it was all kind of born out of, of, of all of that grief and trauma and drama, all of it that helped everything come through. So, because like you said, there's so much trauma. I think that is the best way to describe it. Um, that you really have to go through. Um, and it requires a lot of like rethinking everything that is familiar. So what are some of the first steps that you had to take? And then that you also advise, um, your other moms that you coach to take. Um, the, (laughs) the first step I took honestly was, um, it was a, a steps of freedom. It was the step of signing up for my teacher training. It was signing up to go on a girl's trip. Um, it was some of those things that I felt like I wasn't allowed to do in my previous life. And I started to take ownership of them. And then it went off the rails into a little bit of a, um, some issues going on, but I really think that women need to look at this as a new beginning. Yes, it's an end to something. And there's definitely a closure that needs to occur. But I really think that there is an opportunity to step into something new and step into something better. It's closing for whatever reason, um, you know, and we can't look at it as it's completely one-sided. We all contributed to the beginning of the marriage, the middle and to the end. And so we need to be able to take a little bit of ownership, 
be able to close that, that chapter of our life out, but look at those new beginnings and those new opportunities that kind of come in front. So what I love to be able to do is have them look, what is it that you have failed to do um, that you would like to pick up? What is it, what dreams did you have? What new things are on the horizon for you and kind of start building that new future for yourself? So uh, how do you get that closure that you were talking about? I know it's probably different for everyone, but <laughs> just give us your wisdom. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. Everybody's story is so different. You know, you can come out of the same um the same background story, but you're going to have emotions that are going to be very different in, in how you move forward um, in that. So uh, finding that closure is really being able to accept what happened in that relationship, what happened, and I'm not saying compartmentalize it, but w- walking through it, taking the lessons that you've learned from it and being able to um, take responsibility, be able to um, move forward in a way that's, that's, you know, that healing journey, but being able to move forward and say, you know what, this happened. And I understand the reason I might not even understand the reason, but it's okay. Like you might not get the apology that you're looking for. You might not get the closure that you want, but you have to be okay with yourself to be able to move forward. So how did you help your kids navigate all that as well? Cause it's not just you, you have two teenagers in the house. Yeah. My, my kids were just, uh, one of them they were both in um, middle school. Okay. And so they were a little bit older and it was a little easier to be able to have that conversation with them. Hey, this living arrangement is changing. We're changing as a family. Um, they were still at the hub of it and it was really allowing them to have the emotions around it. Hey, are you sad? Are you, what are you feeling about this? How can we help you? Um, what can we do? They went to therapy. They did. Um, and, and both of them came out afterwards perfectly okay with the situation. They understood things. And because they were older, they were able to be read into a little bit more as they became even older they understood more of the full circumstances. And what I like to be able to do now that, um, you know, they're of dating age is really to be able to say, hey, here are the things that I found in my relationship that went sideways, communication or spending time together. And to really be able to tell them, hey, you might want to take extra care in making sure that you really do nurture any relationship you do have. So not only was it explaining how that our, the new relationship was going to move forward, how we were going to, you know, split time and, and how they were still kind of at the, the center of it, the hub of it, but also growing them into their own relationships. That's good. So what advice would you give parents or moms specifically when it comes to co-parenting? Oh, that's such a hard word. Um, <laughs> and, and I laugh because we've all been co-parenting all of this time. It's, it's you know, in, in a single family home, it's just called parenting. 
co-parenting. You're still doing those same things. Um, I think a lot of it is going to come into communication and, uh, you know, and not being spiteful with the kids, not using the kids against one another. Um, but co-parenting really is going to come down to, to not using the kids as your communication tool to being able to be adults and have either text, email, or in-person conversations, setting those boundaries. So that way, Hey, look, your tone is not correct. This is not going to be a productive conversation call me back when it is, or just text me the information because this is not appropriate and going anywhere. So it's really setting up those boundaries as well. So that way you don't feel that you're being taken advantage of. You don't feel that it's becoming um, more volatile than it needs to be as well. Great advice. So let's shift a little bit into actually like your business now. And so what, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced just starting it? Because this is a very personal, uh, I think, journey for you. So what were some of those challenges uh, you faced deciding to put yourself out there and your story out there? You know, it's funny that you say that because I am not one to be on social media. Um, When I started this, I would do a Facebook post because I have family who lives in different places and I just wanted to update them on the kids or friends, those types of things. And so getting out there and putting my own personal business was really (laughs) very difficult. And especially when it came to like vulnerable issues and topics. Um, So I really had to be able to step back and go, okay, this is kind of where I need to be available to people. So they understand that it's not just them. It's not just their story, that it's kind of a universal, um, a thing that's happening. And to be able to say, it's okay. Let me, let me tell my story first and, and get things out there. Cause Instagram was the first place that I really started being able to connect with people. And so, um, you know, like you talk about jumping into the deep end, um, it wasn't even (laughs) just like one-on-one conversations necessarily. It was like, hi, dear Instagram, let's throw everything out into the, you know, the public. Um, so that was, that was huge, uh, being able to share a lot of that stuff. So were there any boundaries that you gave yourself, um, when you started, uh, putting everything out there. Yeah. You know, I was really careful not to put specifically, um, my kids names out there. Um, my ex's name out there, like we don't share the same last name anymore. Um, so I didn't want to have anything where there was going to be a natural connection. Mm -hmm. If some of my followers also knew him and I threw out my ex did such and such, or my ex and I had this kind of an argument, it wasn't going to come back to him. And I didn't ever want that to be an issue. Um, but so I did try and put boundaries up in regards to that. In the meantime, like I have put a couple photos with my, myself and my daughter up, but I really haven't um, tried to dive too much into that, that personal arena. Um, so those were boundaries that I felt, especially when they were a little younger, that I didn't want to have overlap. So what advice would you give a mom, not necessarily um, in your lane specifically, but what advice would you give a mom who wants to start a coaching business, even out of their own experience, whatever their story is? 
We think it's a great idea, especially if you're coming at it with your personal experience. Um, I did go through and get coaching certifications um, in regards to being able to really kind of uh, polish and really be able Mm -hmm. to dive a little deeper into those, but those aren't necessary. Like there's no credentials that you need. So being able to even just start a coaching business you know, really just talking to people and saying, look, I can be of service. How can I help you through this? I've been here. I've been the homeschooling mom. I've been the, um, you know, the corporate person turned, um, uh, stay at home mom. Um, so I can help you with these transitions. Um, really just having that step in front of somebody and being able to guide them along the way. Uh, so I think it's a great idea if moms can find a a niche that really works for them, that speaks to others and be able to put that out there and to be able to package that up as a coaching service. That is, that is really good advice. Like you just, you don't have to be credentialed you, but you have something to share. Um, That is great. So what, and you've already got the network so many places, right? Like if you've got kids, you've got your school network, you've got your family, friends, if you have um, social or church, other organizations, you can always step out and, and post online. You can go to networking events. There's a lot of places that you can really start solving enough. You know, just passing that along. So how do you uh, find your clients or how do they find you? So finding my clients, I've been able to do that through um, mostly word of mouth, being able to find people that I know uh, through family, friends and contacts, also through networking groups that I've been able to work with other women's groups to be able to make that happen. Um, And as well through Instagram connections, um, uh, leading people to my website who can connect with me. So are your networking groups, are they on social media? Are they in person or both? Both. Most of the ones I have are um, the ones that I find most beneficial are the ones in person because you really have that, that, next level connection. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, so what are some of your go-to tools that you like to use for your business? I have so many, um, <laughs> in which I like to hear them in any of them. Like I interviewed one mom and I'm like writing down all her tools that she's mentioning. I'm like, I have to go check those out. <laughs> So your favorite, let's start with your favorite things that you like to use. Cause I like to get practical. Right. Um, so I do love using, um, you know, my Instagram tools, um, and to get my Instagram, I always using Canva to be able to do the tools. Yeah, exactly. Um, to be able to create the posts, pexels for the pictures. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the tools that I love. Um, on, on my day-to-day for my, my social media. Um, those are really my favorite. Okay. So how do you balance then working full-time? Cause I'm assuming you're still working full-time. Yes. And running a business as well. And then, you know, of course you have your kids as well, you know, you got to throw them in there. Um, so how do you balance that all? 
it turns into some late nights into some early mornings, being able to get some of those things done. Um, my daughter plays softball and I can't tell you how many times I've been like at the softball field, like uploading some things onto Instagram or <laughs> working on Canva or she's driving now. So I'm sitting in the passenger seat with a laptop in my lap writing, you know, different things that I'm sending out or answering emails, those kinds of things. So it's those little Swiss cheese Yes. Um, places of time. So it's not like this big, huge chunk. It's like, oh, I have 15 minutes here. I have a half hour. I have an hour, you know, and it's, it's making the most of every moment so I can get things accomplished rather than big blocks of time. Yeah. I think for most moms, the, the big block of time that we hear from like deep Cal Newport's deep work and all of that. I'm like, yeah, can you write that for moms? Cause we're talking about fitting, uh, pa- jam packing five minutes because that's what we have <laughs> to get stuff done. Exactly. Like, you know, there's this whole thing, like the question used to be balancing time and now it's how do you integrate time? And so now yeah. I feel like I'm in this integration stage, like getting two and three things done at once. Or like I was saying, like she's driving, I'm typing or on the phone or, or whatever's going on. And I think it's trying to find all of that and being able to put it together in a, in a productive way. So what, so after you've, you've, you've found all this time or, you know, you, you cram in the nooks and crannies of your day. So what do you do to recharge? Um, last year, it was funny last year, I actually started the self-care routine that I went to get a massage once a month. Okay. Like that was my, that was my nice little treat to myself was I got a massage every month, like 2021. It was, it was beautiful. Um, and you know, just being able to find those little bits of time, a peace and quiet all by myself is what I really like being that introvert. I really find that I recharge alone. I can't be in a crowd. I need to just kind of be by myself, um, watching a movie, watching a fireplace, just having relaxation. So it's not necessarily anything formal. Sometimes it's just literally unplugging everything and and finding a quiet space for myself. Yeah. I'm the same way. If I could just like go, go wander off somewhere for like five minutes or so. I'm going to say, how do you, how do you find the time with all the kids and everything? Like it's, it's so hard. I, I can barely do it with, you know, one at home. I can't imagine. Sometimes I eat, I eat my breakfast in the garage just so I can have a moment of nobody asking me for my food. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Okay. So it's, it's hiding every now and again. So as we wrap up, let me ask you two more questions. So sure what, what is your favorite part of being a mom? Oh my gosh. Um, it's really just the little things it's doing the things with the kids. Like my favorite part of it is, um, going to the softball games, going to the lacrosse games with my son was doing it and just watching them succeed or watching them be happy, watching them just embrace life, like zip lining with them or doing, you know, those kind of everyday things, but just seeing them learn something or achieve something just always is always one of my favorite things. And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be anything, whatever, you know, just, but just allowing them to learn and grow and just being able to watch that progress. 
That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, that is so much fun. So where can everyone find you? Sure. Um, so I'm on Instagram at divorce underscore confidant. And I'm on uh, my website is divorce hyphen confidant.com. So those are the two places that people can connect with me. All right. Well, great. Well, that is a wrap for the show. Thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your story with us. I really appreciate yeah, no, your thank time. You. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.